This is the Watch Post podcast, which you'll find at watchpost.org. Well, good morning and welcome back to the Watch Post podcast. My name is Mel Black. Today, I want to talk about some of the ways um, we don't really walk in repentance, but yet we are imagining that we're walking in repentance. Um, we are not walking in the full measure of what repentance is and just some of the ways that this plays out and some of the things that kind of accumulate with this issue. So we're going to do a little bit of a series here. Um, but starting into this, I want to talk today about how people sometimes see their sin or kind of see the surface of their sin, I would say, and they spend far more time feeling sorry for themselves and, and kind of being self-infatuated with themselves rather than restoring what they've done wrong to other people rather than focusing upon others. Now, this kind of mentality is very common in our society because we need to see at the heart of it, there is a, an ability um, to be self-infatuated. There's an ability to be self-centered where we are basically the victim of our own wrongdoing. Um, so we can sit there and cry in the corner and say, whoa, are we? Um, and we, we are continuing to focus upon ourselves rather than other people. And the problem with this is we say, well, I'm being so repentant. I'm being so remorseful and look at me, I'm so sincere. Um, but the self, that selfish uh, attitude in the center, which has caused you to do evil and wrong in the first place, that very self is not being removed. And even in repentance, um, this person continues to insist upon a selfish focus upon themselves rather than a focus upon others, rather than truly restoring what they've, you know, they've stolen, maybe, you know, metaphorically here, but they've, they've restoring what they have done wrong to another person, their care. Caring um, truly about the wrongs they have done and righting those wrongs and, and loving the others around them. Um, I think what's so common today is that we talk so much about forgiveness um, and we need to be careful with forgiveness today because the world has put its hands all over um, this word. There's so much in our culture today um, in the Western world about, you know, being morally superior because we're so forgiving, et cetera, et cetera. But the issue is that we need to really see repentance as just as important as forgiveness. And because we don't hold repentance as just as important as and as necessary, we kind of walk into this one-sidedness where we push people constantly um, in this pressure of forgiveness, but we don't equally push the the you know the other side of the 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 equation, the other people to repentance just as much. And because of this, we begin to be unbalanced in our approach, even in love, even in, you know, forgiving one another, because we actually are starting to stumble into this favoritism for the wicked. Now, I know that sounds strange, but let me show you a verse here to illustrate this. In Isaiah 26, 10, it says, if favor is shown to the wicked, he does not learn righteousness. In the land of uprightness, he deals corruptly and does not see the majesty of the Lord. 
See, what we need to understand today with forgiveness, forgiveness is good, it is important, it is central to the Christian faith, but what we need to be aware of is where our forgiveness is merely this favoring, this this letting people get away with things and thinking that that's going to work good, Um, and we are slow to realize that it doesn't actually work good so often. It actually increases the corruption in a person because they think basically that they got away with it and that they can continue to get away with it. So we need to be careful of this because this is actually how the world thinks. um, This is what the world thinks is love. The world is so insistent upon this forgiveness and we need to see that they're so insistent upon this, these ideas of forgiveness precisely because it permits them to live in their sin without consequence. And they think that this is loving. They think that this is forgiving and fair. And, and it's a very opposite definition to biblical forgiveness. Biblical forgiveness is always tied to true repentance. And so we have to kind of see that Um, What we often think is, you know, this idea that is in our culture so deeply embedded that if we just love people, if we just you know, do good to people, we're just patient to people, um, they'll turn, they'll, they'll change, they'll, you know, they'll, they'll change their ways. But we don't realize exactly what Isaiah, you know, is saying here, that favor doesn't, doesn't work the righteousness that we think that it does. And that's why we always need to be careful in our ideas of forgiveness today, that they are tied with repentance and the call to repentance. Only having both will work true righteousness. So that's part of why things go wrong um, and, and where this kind of self-infatuation is coming with um, within even repentance. Because when people begin to, you know, repent and see their sins as they say, um, they're not actually seeing their sin for the first part. They're seeing kind of part of it. But mostly what they're seeing is this image of themselves um, being brought down. This idea that they've wanted to believe about themselves for a really long time um, being confronted. And and they're humiliated by that, but they're not actually repentant for wrongdoing. And so often the way that a person tries to kind of overcome this humiliation is by feeling like there's a there's an outcome for their self in you know being you know remorseful repentant um so that they can turn and look at themselves so that they can sit and stew in their self-pity um and even ask the people that they've wronged to come and bathe them in their self-pity for them you know to to comfort them you know to nurture them and their wrongdoings and it's so twisted. It's so insanely selfish um, and wicked. And yet this is so often even what we think is moral, that we should let people do this. And that if we're truly compassionate to sinners, then, you know, we should um, kind of baby them in this mentality. But it's so selfish and wrong. This mentality is is forming in our society because we've taken away the responsibility for sin. We say that a person does wrong because they have been wronged. Um, and so the person who does the, the greatest evil is often the greatest victim. Oh, their parents, you know, they never hugged them. You know, their parents were, you know, hard on them, da, 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 da. You know, and it, it's making people victims to their own sin. It's making people um, the, the greater victim than the ones that they've wronged. And this is where we need to see that all this is just being turned on its head. Um, 
And a person will delight in, you know, quote unquote, repentance because it gives them permission to be self-infatuated. And they like that. They delight in that. Any opportunity to to serve this self is what um, the flesh wants. So we first, you know, we sin against others because we do wrong to them because of this self that we've elevated above, you know, the the balance of equality between all people. You know, um, we, we've been proud over others, or we've been selfish, those types of things. It's that self we have served. And so rather than repent of that self at the center, we just find a new way to serve it. And so we think that we're delighting in repentance, when in reality, we're delighting in the self and in this self-infatuation. And what's dangerous about this idea is that you never move on. You never actually repent of anything. You never actually get at your sin. Um, There's a lot of this today where, honestly, we think that dealing with, you know, what people call our past wounds is basically the meaning of our lives, where we just sit and sit and sit um, and lick our wounds and, you know, bandage them and, you know, put, you know, a little ointment on them and try and make our wounds feel better. It's it's very important for us to see this because it is just another way of self-infatuation. Um, and it's it's coming into the, the sphere of repentance. It's a pathetic repentance. It's not a real repentance. Um, it can be mixed with a real repentance, but we need to see where we're just being self-focused. We're not going and making right to the people that we've wronged. We're just making it about ourselves and how, you know, how we were so wronged ourselves. And, you know, it's, it's so selfish. And if we can just take a moment, we would see how how truly selfish it is. Um, And that selfishness is not being undone, which is the problem in the first place. Well, I'm going to leave this episode right here. I hope we're kind of understanding the problem of pathetic repentance. I mean, this applies in so many different ways. Um, and it's it's ultimately rooted in not wanting to be truly repentant. We don't want to see ourselves. We don't want to actually see our sins. So we're compromising. We're, we're finding a way to try and serve ourselves even in such things as repentance, rather than go on to true righteousness, true holiness. Um, In the next episode, we will talk now about what true repentance looks like um, in the face of this and, and what we need to really be aiming after as believers. So I hope to see you there. Take care. For more content like this, visit watchpost.org.